The Killer Pod from Outer Space presents Watch This or Die. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Killer Pod from Outer Space. My name is Vinny, and with me as always is my handsome co-host and good brother, Jeffrey. What's up, party people? Handsome, I like that. A little touch. That makes you feel good. Uh, We are here for a Watch This or Die, and it's going to be a doozy. I'm excited for this one. Yes, me too. Something a little bit different. Something a little bit different. Makes me feel cultured. A lot a bit different. Um... Yeah, should be good. Stay with us. In the meantime, you got anything? What's going on? Man, not a lot. Uh, Joe Bob happened. Yes, on Joe Bob. Friday happened. night. Um, I was quite pleased. Was it Saturday night or Friday? Friday night. Friday night. Oh, yelled. Sorry. Um, Angel and Terror Train. Not even close, once again, with my guess. However, I said Motel Hell, and Rory Calhoun is in Angel. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I'll take There's it. a connection. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, I like how Joe Bob even acknowledged, like, yeah, like we're getting a lot of crap from the fans that we don't show actual Halloween movies. So this year we're gonna we're gonna do better with that, and then shows Angel. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I did not make it through the whole thing. It's one I've always wanted to see, so I will be rewatching it, <clears throat> obviously. And then the second movie was Terror Train, which I've seen many, many times. I've seen that so I'm just times. more interested in the Joe Bob commentary for that. Yeah, I only stayed awake for like half of that, but. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed Angel, and I really enjoyed Joe Bob's commentary on it. Um, I enjoyed, uh, what's his name? Joseph Gordon Green? Sure. Three names. David Gordon Green. David, David Gordon Green. Oof. The uh, director of the upcoming Halloween Kills. He was the guest for that one, and his reasons for um, wanting that to be shown was pretty good. His So, as a youngster, I think he said it was like 11 or 12 Double feature, Halloween, first time seeing it, and Angel. Yeah, I was awake for that part. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. it was like a sleepover with his buddies, and they were both kind of like forbidden movies for obvious reasons. So that's a funny double feature. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I was, And then I was like doing my own research on my phone during parts of it, and I was getting ready to buy it on, on Blue, because you mentioned that Vincent um, Vinegar Syndrome released it. And then I didn't check Severin, but... Vinegar Syndrome had the first two separate discs. No, they weren't together? No. no. I was going to buy the sequel because it sounded interesting. But then at the end of the movie, Joe Bob trashed the oh, sequel. Man. So. Yeah, I knew I texted you. I knew one of the Severin or Vinegar Syndrome. I thought it was a two-pack, though. Yeah. That's... Joe Bob said the second one is bad, and the third one, he's like, well, it's even worse. Oh, I didn't even know there was a third one. Yeah. Right. Well, it's good to know that Vincent has it out there. Yeah, I'll probably be purchasing that, and I might still get the sequel anyway. Yeah, I mean, if they're doing their little Black Friday sale, might as not, well. Not the same girl um, playing the lead, but... Yeah, that girl was 24. Yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. I, she I, looks I, like a... I thought she was actually 15. Yeah, me too. And I was like, this, this is... This is inappropriate. Yeah, this <laughs> is not cool. Um, what else happened? I watched 31, finally. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah. that on the old one. All right. So, <sighs> not good. On me. Not I know good. it's not good. Um... Even the Poncho Molar stuff was funny, but not great. It was whatever. But yeah, when Break comes, it's Doomhead. The whole complexion changes. Um, 
he is on another level. Did you dig that part at least? Yeah, because he's on another level. Yeah, but it's like that. I just so now I've seen it a few times. I just look forward yeah. to when he shows up. Yeah, um, but I do. I think I know what Rob Zombie's problems are now, and it's not maybe that it's his problem. When you look at Devil's Rejects, that actors are so strong in it. Uh, Will Forsyth and Mosley's on his game. Even his wife's not too annoying in it, even though that's kind of her character. But like, um, he just he has a really good cast working. And then in Thirty One, at least, it's just like Devil's Rejects without the strong cast. Yeah, I mean, there's some familiar faces from. Yeah, him. like I like Jeff Daniel Phillips, Is but he, the he bearded yeah guy yeah, but like he doesn't bring it in the movie by any means like yeah i mean i liked him in it I, I like him in it but i'm saying like he's not william forsyth in it the uh the tag team couple duo with the girl and the huge giant guy oh yeah she's in but she's, uh, she's yeah it's eg daily yeah. she's nothing more than a hooker in the rest of his movies. right yeah. yeah um but i think it's just the I mean, look, Devil's Rejects is a good movie, but I think the strength of Forsyth and everyone else's performance brings it to another level. And I think this is just, like I said, it felt like Devil's Rejects from the beginning, like with the 70s grimy feel. Yep. And then it's just nobody's super strong. You're kind of tired of Sherry Moon at this point. Um, the Jamaican guy being Jamaican for no apparent reason. Yeah. Like, it just didn't fit. And it was like, um, I but- don't know. Like I said, eh, same, th- same thing with Knock Knock. I guess my two most hated directors each have a movie that I'll keep going back to, and it's like a watching a car wreck. I can't look away. Yeah, I mean it's it's fine. I guess like I don't know. I I wouldn't like say go watch it to anybody. The uh, I would say go watch it strictly for the Richard Brake stuff. Yeah, if, like I mean, if that, you want that to, that is something to watch. That's crazy, but I don't know. It's something. Like, what's that, wrong with that dude? Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, it's um. It's, it was so many years ago at this point, but like after we met Bill Mosley, I was like, "This is blowing my mind." Like, he's such a nice guy, and he's so mainly in uh, House, House and Corpse and Devil's Rejects. He's so vile in those movies, and then he's here in a crew neck sweatshirt wearing a Transylvania, you know, crew neck. Yeah, and he's like the sweetest guy. Richard Brake, I'm like, I, I'm not sure he's. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure about that guy. I'm not sure he's okay. When he does that smile, yeah, oh, it's horrifying. But um. After the first time I saw it, I got like a little bit obsessed with him, and so I was like, "All right, well, I gotta see, I gotta try to see what he's like." Oh, he's in like life. a million things. Well, I tried to find like real life like interviews and uh, stuff, and he seems like a nice enough fine guy. But I was like, "There's got to be something off with this guy." Yeah, I mean, just takes his role really good, but yeah. he's not in the movie enough. That's yeah. That's the the. He doesn't do much. Like his IMDb. No, he's like a lot of small parts. Yeah. But he's just All not right. in that movie enough. I'm glad you checked it out. Did, yeah. you, get, did you get it on the old Tubi? That or Roku channel. Okay. One of them was it's on Tubi, too. Yeah. Um, you got anything? Not really news. I mean, a little bit of news. Um, Terminator 2, you know, beloved favorite. Oh, of mine, yeah. Is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year and is getting a special re-release on 4K in November. Uh, it's going to be Steelbook. The box art is super awesome. It looks like it has a sleeve. So on the front, 
of the sleeve, the cardboard sleeve is Arnold. And then you pull it up and, and then you it's pull the exoskeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. The, that's the seal book part. That's very cool. Really well done. Uh, I will definitely be buying it. It's going to be a Best Buy exclusive, which I was, I'm surprised about. I didn't think they were doing that anymore. Yeah, neither you, did I. you barely even see Blu rays in Best they Buy. They have them, but it's just like regular ass movies that have come through the theater. I mean, they don't yeah. have that extensive horror thing going on anymore, or even collector's edition for that matter. I'm very excited to get this one. And also, um, it has a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff we've seen before, but there's a brand-new 55-minute um, documentary about the movie. Yeah, that's that exciting. Is exclusive for this, that I'll be checking out for sure. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, one bit of news I did pick up that I know that you will really enjoy, because you are a huge fashionista. Uh, Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this happened, by the way. Kylie Jenner is putting out a line of Nightmare on Elm Street makeup. Why? I don't know. I don't even know how they would hook that up. I don't want her to be involved in that. And it comes with some fake lashes, some lip jelly or something. I, I don't... So for a Halloween costume, you mean? No, like for makeup. That's stupid. Yeah. And like, how does that happen? Have like, you seen... Is there like pictures of her wearing it? Yeah. And there's like pictures of the products and stuff. And like the cover or whatever you call it, with the, the box you get it in is like her in like a Freddy Krueger skin outfit. Should I get it for Steph? Maybe if she wears that kind of stuff. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. Just like with all the trouble you hear coming from the Nightmare series on people trying to get the rights and well, you yeah, can't do this and you can't do that. If there, were, if there were Jenner in front of me. Well, I guess so. You probably got... And then like who's doing... Who's like... Was it like some kind of Mac or whatever? Oh, it? I couldn't even tell you. I, I don't know. I just saw that and it blew my mind. Tresemme. Like, what? Tresemme. Ooh la la. <laughs> I just can't even get freaking robert england to wear the claw on my bag of coffee but kylie yeah. jenner put out a whole makeup or set get your fake prize yeah my prize that is never coming apparently <laughs> thanks thanks dead sled that's why i drink exclusively catfight coffee catfightcoffee.com it's delicious i'm off that dead sled after, after that whole story yeah um i still haven't bought any catfight though i got it's get delicious on so good I have to get so on good there. i'm still i'm on a i had to take a week off from coffee doctor's orders so i'm really bummed but i'm sitting on you're getting through that yeah not bad freaking um English breakfast decaf tea. Yeah, hey, what are you doing about your 5 a.m. shifts? It sucks. Yeah. But um, I'm sitting on two bags of catfight coffee that I cannot wait to just, my vacation, I'm going to inject it into my veins Mm-mm-mm. every morning. Um, what else did I have? What did I have something else for you? What else were we talking about? I don't know. You're talking about a lot of things. Yeah, I know. I beat you in fantasy football. You want to yes, talk about did. that? Yes, you do. We are now one and one. That's true. Cooper Cup did not save me this week. Justin Herbert, keep it up, buddy. Yeah, what do you got to put out, like 75? 76 points. Ridiculous. All right, well, how about we dive into some beers then? Yeah, buddy. All right. This week, the tried and true show favorite, Imprint Beer Company, is back. This is their, uh, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of Halloween releases this month, but this is the first of the month. It is the uh, Galactic Syringe. Triple dry hopped. So they do this galactic syringe um, throughout the fall, different versions. Uh, there's a pineapple, but this is the triple dry hopped one. And it's pretty cool. It's got like a big, mean looking syringe on it, filled with some green ooze. But in the green ooze, you can see a bunch of hops. Very, very. Special. Yeah, it looks like a Herbert West's syringe from yes, Reanimator. Yes. So I've already had this. Oh. It's going to knock your socks off. It is a. Oof. Very smells good. good. I was impatient and had to have it one. It smells and looks good, and that's in a can. Yep. 
Hoochie mama. It's so hoppy, but so smooth. Yeah, that's good stuff. Gets a little bit of that sweetness from the from the triple dry hop. I'm so glad that beer came around to just like figuring that out. Because for a while, like a oh, handful of years back, man, it was just like, hey, can we make it taste like a tree? Like, let's do that. And I still like those Zanky ones. Yeah, it's all right sometimes. But now that we got mm. a nice selection and things to play off of. How high do you think the ABV is in this? I don't know. Probably seven, eight. I'm sure it's probably like 10. Oh, really? I never know them because they don't put it on the can. Uh, like uh, Steph usually looks it up. But it tastes pretty boozy. I noticed that you can't even trust that anymore. I'll look at like, I'll be in a brewery. And their board will say, like, whatever, 6.5%. And you go on untapped, and it'll say, like, 8%. <laughs> like, I don't, who's who's right? Who's wrong? I don't know. Well, the un- untapped, I mean, you would hope that it's created by the brewery, but it can be user-created. Hmm. Yeah, well, someone's wrong. And it's a, sometimes it's a big discrepancy, especially when you have a couple. A couple of, what was it? recently oh, eight and a half percent all right i think it was brains i was out in lancaster and i was checking in my brains and on the untapped it was like two points higher than the board said i was like hold on yeah i would trust the board all right trust the board um i really thought i had something i wanted to share and i can't think of what it was it's now. all right if it comes up you, you talk about it all right well here's what i'll do it's been a while oh but it's back and i'm definitely excited to get into the the later chapters but it's a nice looking book many episodes ago i was going chapter by chapter through the book taking shape by uh dustin mcneil and travis mullins so for anyone that hasn't heard that it was a a long time ago at this point but this book goes chapter by chapter throughout the halloween franchise and breaks down all the behind the scenes stuff that went into making the movie from start to finish um lots of little tidbits and facts and interesting things behind the scenes uh and we left off at halloween five so i want to tell you about the chapter for halloween six which is a doozy i was gonna say that's probably half the book it is by far the longest chapter yet um it was super interesting though like also by far the most interesting chapter um i liked i liked four a lot we went into it in the past episode but i liked four but that's my favorite of the franchise and it had some good stuff. I didn't like five. But it seemed like they were kind of shitting on five, like the authors. Like I guess they're not fans. Okay. Uh, well, I guess from what they made, it seemed like most people aren't fans other than maybe me. Lies. Um, six was super interesting. Like I feel like the chapter on six is worth buying this whole book for. Hmm. So much went into that production. So much. Like even before it got into pre-production, like just all the crap that went on figuring out who was producing it, who was writing the script. It changed, like, I think five times. Jeez. Um, at one point, Quentin Tarantino was asked, and he declined. And then they asked Tarantino and a partner, and they were sort of on board for a little while, then ended up backing out. Um, can you imagine that? Tarantino <laughs> doing part six. It would be wild. Like, what would that be like? It would be a wild the, ride. The Tarantino cut instead of the yeah. producer's cut. Um, all kinds of... The script just got torn apart. Like, the original script is not the movie we saw. Uh, it got torn apart, um, rewrote. The producers were doing stuff. The director was doing stuff. Oh, finding a director was a whole other thing. Uh, they went through quite a few directors that would sign on 
see the script and go over the script with the producers and then back out. Um, too many, too many behind the scenes tidbits to even to even share without reading you the whole chapter. Um, and it got pretty in depth into the Weinstein's versus the Akkads is what it all came down to as mm-hmm. far as us having the theatrical cut and the producers cut. But the Weinstein's were the theatrical cut and they just tore the whole thing apart and it wasn't even really it was like a Frankenstein version of the movie that was they wanted released. The producer's cut was backed by the Akkads and that's what sort of they actually wanted the audience to see, even though it was rewritten, reshot and countless directors. Yeah. Hence the producer's cut. Well, that's that's the difference though. No, I know, but you said the Akkads back the producer's cut. They're the producers. Well so were the Weinsteins. It was two. Uh, it was two. <laughs> they were just against. They just disagreed against each other. Gotcha. I was. So H two O is next. I'm excited for that one too. I wonder yeah. how. I, that movie just seems like like ah, like, there can't be any drama or craziness that went on making that. It's just like a, whatever. They just threw it together. Threw Jamie Lee in there, but I'm sure there'll be some interesting stuff. Probably. But I said if you're a Halloween fan, I highly suggest this book. It is very very interesting. It looks good. Like it looks like this a size I could read too. It's like a big, bigger book with big pages. Well, it's cool because you don't have to read it straight through like a novel or something. Yeah. I mean, each chapter is a different story. Story yeah. in the or, or different movie in the franchise. You can pick it up and put it down whenever you want, as long as you. I mean, I would recommend reading the whole chapter straight through. Right. But you can, you know, read about part six and then put it down for two months, and then read about resurrection or whatever. What the hell are they going to say about resurrection in this book? I can't even imagine. It was a cash grab, and uh, Jamie I mean, Lee wanted to die. I, I think, think that even, was one of the things too. I think she only was going to be in it if she like she demanded her character dies, and now she's back again. Yeah. I mean, even the Rob Zombie ones should be have some interesting stuff in here, especially two. It was based on what you told me about yeah. Halloween two. How you're just like, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to go wild. Yeah. All right. Should we dive into this movie? Oh my, nuts! All right. Do you wanna Do you wanna say the title or should I? I'll let you. All right. You pick the movie. So this week on Watch This or Die, we're doing the nineteen, well, made in nineteen eighty eight, but not released until nineteen ninety four, the Bollywood Nightmare on Elm Street knockoff film, Mahakal. Mahakal. Which apparently means monster. I didn't realize it was on the show. Not released in America until ninety four. Uh, I just read it wasn't released until 94. Probably in America. I don't think it was ever released in America. Oh, that's true. There's no physical copy of it. Right. And there's, okay. I had to watch it with subtitles. Yeah. All right. So. Where do you even want to start with this? this would you already say what it is? Yeah, the Bollywood ripoff of yeah, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. So it's basically, in some ways, a frame-by-frame ripoff. But then they add on and do their own thing. Then there's stuff that's not even related whatsoever. Yeah. So let me start by saying, to even get to the knockoff, you have to go an hour into the movie. The movie itself is two hours and 12 minutes. The Far fir- too long. The first hour is like 30 seconds maybe of the monster. The opening dream sequence. And then like 45 minutes of dancing and songs and building a weird love story and then introducing this like rape gang 
Yeah. <laughs> like, public rape gang. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, there's so much going on with, like... So, the the singing and dancing numbers, like, that's typical of Bollywood. And it's all about love. Every song is about love. And... Man, they must really love, like, music videos in India. They must. Remember we went to that Indian restaurant? Oh, my God. They were, we were, like, like big-budget Hollywood productions. We were, like, distracted from our meal because, like, on the TV right next to us, they were just showing on loop, like, all these modern music videos from India. Whatever. So that was distracting. But then, like, the love story stuff, their sense of comedy, or was that supposed to be teasing our sense of comedy? Or I they saying, don't know. The, the, you're talking about the comic relief guy? Yeah. When he uh, comes in dancing in the, the thriller. Um, in the canteen. Yeah. No idea. With the, yeah, Michael Jackson. That was strange. Yeah. So what's even stranger is that guy is the comic relief guy and then plays like five more characters in the movie as different comic relief guys. Yeah. And the joke is they're all related. But yeah, yeah. it's not funny to us because I don't know why it's supposed to be funny because they're naming like, it's like, oh, I'm the third brother. I'm from wherever like oh dad went up there and got into trouble too like is that what they do in india like they just jump around from city to city i don't know so it's not really funny to me but it's hilarious to them in the movie that he has oh, like five other brothers well and then just all the weird shit he's doing with all his michael jackson stuff yeah and he becomes that weird like superhero guy for a minute yeah like the super samurai and it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie yeah <laughs> i i thought i missed something in it was confusing. No, it is. It's its own world, this movie. So then you have Kung Fu mixed in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, it happened once. And I was like, all right, maybe this is like a little thing. They're doing. I'm like, oh, no, it's coming back a few times with oh, yeah. Kung Fu scenes. And terrible, like punches missing by two feet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very bad fight choreography. Although the, uh, the, the fight choreography was terrible, but like the, what do you call it? Like the jumping around, high flying stuff they did. Not, yeah, it was not bad. Um, this movie also loves triple takes. Did you, ever, did you notice that? Like anytime someone was supposed to be important or scary, the camera would hit it like three times. Like, broom, broom, broom. So the public rape gang. Oh, so weird. And by that I mean quite a few times, at least twice in this movie, they try to rape a young woman like – not pull her down an alley or no, not just in her apartment, in just the, like out in open. the campus of the school. Yeah. And so their their leader, interesting costumes throughout, including the Iron Maiden like powder blue crew neck sweatshirt. Okay, where do you even, get that? I don't even remember it, but I'm sure. You don't remember that? No, he's just randomly wearing an Iron Maiden powder blue crew neck sweatshirt. Good for him. Man. I was like, I was like, where do you even get that? I'm like rockabilia.com or something. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and he, so him and his gang are the ones that get attacked by our heroes of the film, kung fu style, quite a few times when they're defending ladies from getting raped in a on a school campus. Yeah, so weird. And he's like doing it because he likes her. Right, right. It's like the equivalent of like the third grader pulling the girl's hair who he likes. He's like, oh, well, it's, it like starts off that way. Like the whole like introduction of him and his gang. Being like the bad guys, he's like, oh, she will be mine. Remember, well, yeah. then it turns into like, she will be mine. Like, I'm going to I'm going to get that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get that right now. That's not good. You guys hold her down. And it's cr- like, don't yeah. they do it in a classroom at one point? Or classroom, it- <laughs> the 
um, the quad, like yeah, you know, like public yeah, it's space of it's the disturbing, campus. and it's just like commonplace. Yeah, and it's like oh, hold her down. Like, oh. Yeah, and then I think the comic relief guy at one point says like, "Oh, you're lucky we beat them up, or you guys would have been raped for sure." <laughs> like Jesus Christ. <laughs> The hell's going on in Bombay? Yeah, is that where it was, Bombay? I don't even know. Well, I don't know. That's where Bollywood's out of. Um, so you're beeping. Stop it. Get your diabetes under control. It's every two days. We gotta stop recording every two days. I know. So let's get into the Freddy Krueger knockoff man. He has a name. I think it's Sakal. I didn't even uh, it. Something like that. But he's not. He's just already disfigured. Whoa. What the hell is that? I don't know. That was weird. We had a little uh, Irish shindig <laughs> going on. Um, he's just—he's already disfigured. So like, no like, backstory. Yeah. So are you just like, was he born that way? He's I guess. Just a nightmare man. Or is like, is there actual monsters in India? Which is kind of the, the vibe I was getting, because he was kidnapping, as opposed to Freddy Krueger, he was kidnapping kids and killing them to make his black magic stronger, which I thought was a pretty cool plot point. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. Like this guy's like is getting stronger and evil by killing these kids. It's a little less creepy, but you already got the rape thing going on, so I guess. So I would say the redeeming quality of this movie is the dream sequences and how they like they at the start directly copy the kills from the the labor number as we know it, but put a little bit of a twist on it. I kind of enjoyed all that. No, so did I. The opening dream sequence, like the introduction of the movie. Right. Pretty good. Yeah. You got the chains. You got the boiler room. Right. The boiler room thing. Um, it wasn't really a boiler room. What was it? Like a dungeon? I don't know. I was yeah. just wondering. I was like, what kind of place in India would even... I mean, I guess like a factory or something. But um, yeah, I was on board for that. I was like, oh, that, that, was like, that was the opening. I was like, this might be actually pretty good. And then we got into a whole yeah. hour of not yeah. good. So I liked the knockoff stuff. Um, I especially liked... That it wasn't even just a knockoff. So the story is a knockoff of one. But they steal kills and elements from one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. There's the water bed thing. Um, the invisible fight happens. Well, the water bed thing, I think, was supposed to be the John Depp death. No, nah, I think it was supposed to be like um, uh, four. I think it was, nah, I, because four wasn't even out yet. It might have been. What year was it? You said this was made in eighty. Made in eighty eight, but I mean, they did the invisible fight. They did um, think, where the monster goat. I think, I think that might have just been on on their own for these Indian. Oh, well, then then Hold then on. Nightmare on Elm Street knocked this off. If that's the case, <laughs> well, I don't think they knew about this. Um, what else did? You, oh, they did the thing from two where the monster goes inside of her to get himself around, and that's how she uh, ends up killing the raper gang guy. That's actually in the water. That, yeah, so it came out the same year. Okay, so. So they wouldn't have been able to rip it off. Whatever. One of them ripped one of them off. Yeah. There's no way they both came up with the same idea. Uh, I like that. But on top of that, they also stole shots from, like, Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. They used, like, the flying camera. And then the straight up, e- uh, not Evil Dead, Day of the Dead ripoff with the arms coming through the wall. Yeah. With the ca- It's, like, almost the exact same thing. And I liked it. <laughs> I personally liked it at all. I dug it. Yeah. I mean, um, I like uh, the scene with the, um, oh, what's the character's name? And the actual Freddy, where she's in the body bag in the, in the classroom and being drugged through the halls. <laughs> yeah. 
And then it leads to that, in this one, it leads to like that room of ice blocks. Yes. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, that was well done. Um, I actually like my favorite. I have two favorite scenes. One like generally like, wow, that's pretty cool and scary. And one that was just hilarious. But my cool and scary one is when the, uh, the dude's in jail because they think he killed that girl. Uh, just like in Nightmare on Elm Street. But um, fake Freddy man comes into the jail cell and starts like cutting up the wall. I'm like, okay, whatever. But when he's cutting up the wall, like snakes start coming out of it mm-hmm. and like cobras and stuff. And it's, right. it, it's they're, freaky. They threw some snakes in there. Yeah. A lot of snakes. And it's a lot of snakes. And they're like all over this dude. And I don't like snakes. Mm-hmm. And that's the, I was like, that's actually really cool. Like that's a, a cool kill. A cool, like that's a big fear in India. It's like poisonous snakes are real. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really awesome. Uh, my funny, <laughs> my funny scene is during the, um, the what would be the killing of the monster man like the flashback scene when the the dad finds him and and i don't even know how he kills him he seems to light him on fire but he never catches on fire and he throws him in that big ass coffin and wraps it in chains so he's digging a hole with a pickaxe for some reason as if there's no shovels in india or something no it's rocky okay then he digs the hole. He's like going nuts digging the hole. And then he pushes the coffin thing in and it doesn't even come close to fitting. It just kind of like lays on top of the hole. <laughs> and I laughed my ass off. Um, what do you think about the final the final fight sequence in, well, the, in Freddy's dungeon? Well, I'll tell you that in Freddy's dungeon, there is a shovel. <laughs> Because that's what the girl picks up to try and defend herself. Oh, yeah. And I laughed at that, too. I was like, holy shit, there's a shovel. Why is this guy digging holes with a pickaxe? Um, I guess it it was cheesy. Uh, you know, it had the kung fu fighting. A whole lot of... Freddy kung fu. Yeah. But everyone just stands around and watches. Nobody tries yeah. to help. Um, this dude, like the, the fake Freddy guy, Sakal, I think I said his name was... He has like the worst video game villain laugh. It's just like, ah, 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 ah. And that's all he does the whole movie. He doesn't speak. He doesn't do anything but go, ah, 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 <laughs> And then, yeah, I mean, he takes an axe to the head. His legs get guillotined off. And then a bed of nails drops on him. And that's how he finally dies. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do a, or does he die? Yeah, I was waiting for like a, the end, question mark. Yeah. But the um, his his dungeon set was sweet, or uh, whatever you want to call it, his lair with that giant skull and like the body draped yeah, on it and like stuff. That, yeah, I wanted. Uh, I was saying, I, I wonder if you can get that prop, put it in the backyard. Yeah, good look. That'd be a, that'd be quite the find. Who knows if that? I'm it's, sure. It's, I'm sure they destroyed it. It's right probably now. been in like 16 other Bollywood movies yeah. that we have no idea about. Um, I really, but like going back. A little bit. I really like the, the idea of the black magic thing. Um, in Nightmare, you never get a sense of how he came back, right? Like, until Freddy's dead and they, like, say he made a devil or deal with, like, the devil or whatever. In this, I like the idea that, like, this dude was kidnapping kids and killing them to make his black magic stronger. And now he lives on through their dreams because he's a black magic master. However... He eventually comes back in like reality with no explanation. And yeah. if they did explain it, I went over my head. But like he just walks into the room at some point. Like their living room. Yeah. Like not even kidding. Like yeah. they're like having a 
he she just had a dream. She's freaking out, and then he just comes walking in the living room, and everyone's like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's gonna be some some plot holes in this, but yeah. Well, at two hours and twelve minutes, there shouldn't be any. Plot That's hole. true. That is true. <laughs> had to get another musical number in there. That is my biggest complaint for how long it was. You can fast forward the first hour. Yeah, but I, no... I wanted to see. I well. I didn't want to miss any goofiness. Oh, it's all goofy. Um, but I gotta say, I'm glad I watched it. So am I. I it's uh, like I said, as far as being, you know, cultured in our love of movies, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I saw it because it was super interesting and weird, and I like seeing how uh, another country would do Freddy type stuff. Yeah. Now that being said, I don't need to watch this ever. Again. No, no, too. Too much to watch again. Um, you know, I love wacky and obscure stuff, and this fits right in there. Yeah. If someone put out an English dubbed version, I might buy it just to have. Um, I would never watch it again with the subtitles and all. It's too much. It's like I, I said. Hate, I hate dubbed. And then the singing and and all that stuff. It just goes like there is full blown. I guess it's supposed to be like a strip club. I'm not sure what it is. Where they go. Uh, and there's just like those girls like singing and dancing and stuff. I don't think it's a strip club. It's just just a club. It's just a thing. But they go there twice, and there's like two separate musical numbers. Yeah. And then there's just like in the field, we're in love musical numbers and going to the beach. <laughs> comedy guy music numbers. Yeah. It's out of control. And if you don't have an idea what's going on, it's super fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I w- I would say this is a watch just to. Get the experience for sure, for um, sure. And you know, I so this is one of those ones where I say, "Oh, watch with a group." I watched this alone. I probably would have had a lot more fun watching with Jeff or with a group. So yeah, there's a yeah. lot of comments to be made during the movie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you have someone to talk about what you're seeing in front of you. And honestly, there's not a whole lot of dialogue. It's a lot of us like he's trying to kill me, singing. He's trying to kill me, singing. He killed her. Well, no, I mean, there's... Because, like, with the whole bad gang, the school stuff... Yeah, but the bad gang doesn't even need to be there. Yeah, like, why has there got to be a bad gang and a Freddy Krueger knockoff? Because you need the bad gang to show off the kung fu skills. That's true. I guess you couldn't have got the kung fu in there. Yeah, they, they get it all in their movies, man. They were like, spare no expense. We need... Oh, and speaking of spare no expense, the credits in the beginning... When the director's name comes up, it starts flashing yellow and red. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> they must be proud of him. Yeah. They're, they're like, and directed and then, by. Who was it? Uh, there was bro- brothers that wrote it? The Ramos brothers? I think they were the directors. Well, so it was brothers directing. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were a little high in themselves, too. I mean, unless it was just like a, a joke, but they had with the Michael Jackson guy. He's like, oh, well, someday yeah. I'm going to be in the famous Ramos brothers movie. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was so crazy. Like, I didn't get anything he was doing. Then I didn't get the whole brothers thing at all. And then he becomes a superhero and fights with one hand, which was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I give it a watch. It's on YouTube for free. So it's not like you have to go yeah. finding it. Get some friends together, rip some beers. Yeah, definitely. Maybe, maybe smoke some weed yeah. and have a good laugh at this one. Yeah, you'll definitely. I mean,. Watch the first hour if you have the time and just watch your jaw drop when you're like, how are we in our fourth musical number? 
already. Yeah. And like we said, besides the whole like laughing at it and being so bad is good kind of thing, you might, especially if you're a Nightmare on Elm Street fan, dig some of the variations they put on all the stuff that we yeah. know from the franchise. Yeah, when it came to the Nightmare stuff, it is super cool to see. Um, like I said, I thought for sure that they ripped off the, the, the waterbed thing, but if they didn't... Yeah. I thought that was the Johnny Depp kill and they just couldn't afford to have a bed of blood shooting up in the air. So how would they get a waterbed with a person in it? That's, that can't be hard. We could do that right now. No, we couldn't. <laughs> I can't even hold my breath. <laughs> or swim, for that matter. <laughs> well, you don't got to swim in a waterbed. I was stuffing in there. Oh, cool. So I can drown? <laughs> Great. Good prank, bro. Um, it's a watch for me, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, uh... Pleasantly surprised, and I don't know if I could have done this one outside of Halloween season. Nah, nah. Because, like, sure. I would have just been like, nah, whatever, I'll watch it <laughs> eventually. Right. But when I'm trying to shove as many movies into my gullet as possible, throw it on my plate. Well, now I want to see what other Bollywood movies. Yeah, there's got to be other knockoffs, right? Oh, there's got to be. I think even when I was on uh, either Letterboxd or IMDb for this one, I saw other ones. Oh, really? And they're like, oh, if you like this, you should watch blah, blah, blah. I mean, they even had the... Yeah. And then um, I was wondering, I was like, oh, they're not doing enough of the... uh, What's that Freddy noise? I don't even know how you describe it. Like like the blades. Like the clicking of the blades, I guess. The blades, like, rubbing up, you know, like when there's like an intense moment, like, it's like... They weren't doing any of that. But then in the final fight scene, they were doing it. (laughs) Dum, (laughs) dum. Um, oh yeah, they yeah the music. I guess there was no copyright because they completely ripped that off. Oh yeah, I mean it's just like a tad different. Yeah, like just different enough. But how do you measure that? Like if someone tries to get you in copyright infringement, like oh no, if you put a if you record it, it's a tone. It's like ten octaves different. Yeah, so you can't sue us. I don't know. It'd be really wild if we like read up and found out this is like licensed, like they bought like <laughs> the resources to do this. I highly doubt it. You never know. <laughs> I mean, look, it's a big world. There's a lot of money to be made on the Nightmare on Elm Street. And someone's like, hey, man, India's not going to get that. But if you let us make your movie our way, big dollars. <laughs> <laughs> big time. Big time seller here. All right. That was fun. It was a it good was watch. Fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed talking about it. Yeah. This, Think- is, what, this is what it's all about. It's like talking about it. Yeah. Either So, like, watch it with a group. Or get friends to watch it separately and then like have some beers and talk about it. This is what it's all about. Yeah. This is why we love movies. Yeah. The worst thing I've ever done is go to a movie alone. I hate it. I enjoy it. Really? Yeah. I hate leaving and wanting to talk about it well, and yeah, just having no one to talk yeah. to. That's the worst part. I went through a phase, especially in college. The movie theater um, in our city, like, if you go like Tuesday during the day, it's just like a bunch of nerds like working the counter. They don't care. They probably knew what I was doing. But I would go in at like one in the afternoon with a backpack full of beer and Slim Jims and snacks <laughs> and just go in there and like see three movies in a row for the price of one. But like the only people in the theaters were weirdos like me or I came across a bootlegger where he had a whole rig oh, wow. for a camera that he put on the headrest in front of him and was bootlegging the movie. So you meet all these strange characters, but no, no one freaking cares. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're not making any extra money off the uh, box office. No. All right, man. Well, that, uh... All right, what do we have coming up? So we have our, um, what's it called? 
War Games coming up. That'll be dropping this Thursday. Well, and yeah, we have a very special guest. Yes, very. We're doing horror comedies. In case you want to watch a few so you can follow along with us. It's a tough list. We're only doing top ten. And there is... Many oh, more. There's many, many horror comedies. So getting it... I, I was telling Jeff before the recording, is getting. it's hard for me to figure out how to put into a top ten. But that'll be fun. For Watch Us or Die next week, we are potentially... I just got a hold of the Trick or Treat mm-hmm. DVD. I'm excited so to watch that. So hopefully we're going to watch it together and then do a Watch Us or Die on it. Uh, with Gene Simmons and Ozzy. Yeah. I think in a past, I think in the Black Roses episode, I was talking about that movie, but I was calling it Rock and Roll Nightmare, which is a different movie that we should also watch, though. I, yeah, I remember that, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for that one. And coming up, it's scheduled. It's happening. I know we've been talking about it for, what, six months now. It's been a while. The famous uh, game show episode that we've been talking about will be happening. In a couple of weeks, and I'm pretty excited for it. I am too, because I have zero idea. What it's going to be a ton of fun. Lyle told us, but I forget at this point. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, he's got it broken was, down like round by round. He was very round. amped up telling. There's us like physical remember. challenges or some shit going on. It's going to be, should be a fun lesson. And I think we might be seeing Halloween Kills before that. Yeah. So there so might be some spoilers going on. Get, on that. Well, no, we won't spoil it. We'll you don't want to spoil it. Yeah, let's spoil it for It's going to Peacock. It's going to be opening weekend. Yeah, but it's going to Peacock. Anyone can watch it. I haven't been to a theater in so long. I'm excited to get into a theater. I've been in the Colonial. I mean, like a big theater. Missed the uh, Thorn trilogy that I was so pumped to go to. Yeah. If anyone cares. Well, I'll say, so my sister said it was great. Yeah. Um, She said it was very well put together. Good crowd. Like, everyone had a lot of fun. It was uh, good and crowded. People were buying merch. Uh, She got me the Thorn hoodie, which is pretty cool. Oh, very nice. Um, And some other... Pod, you know, killer pod people were there. Ryan was there. Yeah. Um, Vestibule was there. Right on. So we were like the only ones that missed out. Yeah, because of work. And then we we had the wrong time to begin with. Yeah, so it, it would have been fun. It yeah. was over at 10 We're an idiot. Yeah. We're, we're, we're an idiot. I'm very... We're a collective idiot. Yeah. Well, just what happens when you have so much going on and very famous podcasts to record and all. <laughs> yeah, big time. Big, big time podcasters. All right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, man. Well... We'll be coming at you soon, but until then, love, peace, and chicken grease. I'm Jeff. He's Vinny. We are out of here. And we're out.